Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. It says that he was praying in a certain place, but his disciples had been with him for quite some time, and he had operated in miracles, healings, raising the dead. But the thing that the disciples asked him was, Teach me how to pray. And this is what he said. They said, they said, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As also John taught his disciples. And it's so important today, we kind of like jump into prayer oftentimes, and it is. It's communicating with God, and you can develop your prayer life. But if you never start, you'll never develop it. And we have to learn to pray. And so Jesus went on to say in verse 2, he said, when you pray, say. Isn't that good news? Now, this isn't the only time he talked about prayer and what to say and how to say something. So this isn't the formula for prayer only that Jesus gave. There's other times Jesus taught his disciples in like chapter uh, Mark 11, chapter, uh, verse 23 and 24. He says, have faith in God. And then he tells him, he said, uh, you see that mountain? Speak to that mountain. Tell it to be cast in the sea and not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say will come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you say. And when you stand praying, forgive so that your Father in heaven can forgive you. That's very important. So I want you to see this. He said to say, our Father which art in heaven. Remember, we have a Father. And he's a heavenly, he's spiritual, he's he's. He's not of this world. Remember, he's the creator of this world. He's a creator of all things. It goes on to say, hallowed be thy name. So if you, you see there, there's an honor, there's a protocol in coming to God. You know, even the Bible tells us that when we pray, we pray, we come before God in the name of Jesus. So we're talking about the whys and hows. First of all, why do we pray? Because it's something that is we, we need to have a daily devotional prayer. You know, oftentimes people do devotionals, study and things of that nature. They read a biblical devotional. This is my devotional. Have a devotional prayer life. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. Because Jesus didn't say, if you pray. He said, when you pray. So prayer is not an if, it's a when. And it needs to be daily. And we need to come before God the Bible says that when we come before him, we enter into his gates. We come into his presence with thanksgiving, with worship, with praise. So when you say, hallowed be thy name. Or we can say, you, God, are my God. You are the creator of heaven and earth. You are above all things. Think about what he's saying there. You're magnifying him. You're magnifying God. So important that we learn that it didn't say our friend or the big man upstairs, the big kahuna, you know, or whatever you want to say, you know, the big bro up, up there or whatever you want to call him. You know, we, we, don't, we don't do that. That's not, that's not the attitude of God and all. He's a father. In this day and time, fathers had a reverence to them. I think that needs to happen in the home today. I think it needs to be happening in the world, not just because they're male, but because there is a 
a reverence that we give. Even the Bible says that uh, children should obey their parents, mother and father alike. There's a reverence that needs to take place. And the reason why I say it in that manner is because the climate in many aspects uh, today uh, tries to remove the fatherness, but let me just say this, out of the, out of the concept. It's an honor to be a male. And as men, one is God is a father. It doesn't say he's a mother. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't make a woman lesser than a man. But it's talking about responsibility. It's talking about uh, the, the, the understanding of creation. And the role that a father must play doesn't make them gods either. But they take up on a role, not just of a caring father, a loving father, a providing father, a giving father, a guarding father, a governing father. And men, young men, need to learn to take their role as well in their, in their place and, and honor God with their body. Not to just have a dominion mindset, because that's not what it is. And it shouldn't be that way with a male or a female. Because we should be coming together as one, working together, serving each other, loving each other, submitting to each other, learning from each other, growing from each other, loving each other, and showing that to our children. But because oftentimes the Bible teaches us that in these last days, in these times, that men will be lovers of themselves. Well, they're just looking for satisfaction for themselves oftentimes in relationship. But that's not love. That's not love. Love is not that. Love is selfless and more serving one another with our role, with what God has created us to be, and honoring God with our bodies, whether we be male or female. Now, that's not a tone that you're going to pick up in the world. But it should be the message of the church. And Jesus honored God. Called him our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you notice, Jesus taught them to pray first his will before our wants, our needs. You see that? So we need to be more in tune with the need of God. What is his needs? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of my Father which is in heaven. You know, that is a, if we're going to say, well, you know, what did Jesus do? If we're supposed to live like what Jesus lived like, we need to be focused on the will of God happening before our own wants and will. And I have learned when you put his will first, then your wants and things get in line with his wants. The next thing you know, you found your purpose. You find out what the plan of God is. You know the direction. And you're easily steered by the Spirit of God and led by the Spirit of God. You start learning. Not when I say easily, it's, it's an effort because you're daily walking in it and learning all the time. And learning to, to be able to tune into what God's will and understanding is. And the directions and things that he has for your life. Because you're cons you, want, you want to know what the will of God is. And when God begins to reveal and he starts setting different paths for you through life, 
You're going to be growing in those things and learning those things, and he's going to lead you as you go. And he's going to help you to accomplish those things. But Jesus taught, he said, to seek the kingdom of God first, 633, Matthew 633. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And here you, you see it again in the way he taught them to pray. Father, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he said, give us this day our daily bread. And see, the next thing you see is, is the prayer was to give. Give us, God. You know, the Bible even goes on, as, as, as you see, or this scripture uh, goes on to say in verse 9, it says in the same chapter, chapter 11, verse 9, he says, I say to you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. To him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Isn't that good news? He said, if a son asks for bread, he goes on to talk about how that Asking is good. You can ask. You can ask. Ask. Seek. Knock. God, we need to do that. And God, in those ways, would begin to teach us and show us and lead us in the ways that we need to go and develop things that, that he has us doing. But he teaches us that we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't just do things without asking. You know, even the Bible tells us, it says, in all of our ways, we need to acknowledge him. And he'll direct our steps. You know, oftentimes, I know personally, you know, God, I might start in a direction, and I'm, I've asked God, I'm trying to figure out the direction, and then ideas will come, and thoughts will come, and, 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 and I might start in a way, and, and sometimes I'm, it's my way and not his way, and, some, and, and then I find that God redirects and, and leads me and, and helps me get to the place I need to be. And then other times that I'm praying, man, I, you know, I know it's the will of God. I know God's bringing something. He's showing me something. Or for a while, he's been showing me this or talking to me about something. And, and I'm wondering why this keeps coming up, why this keeps coming up. And so I'll, I'll work on that and I'll study that or I'll, I'll begin to figure out how and what the process of implementing it is. And he will show you, he'll teach you. He will help you. So it's so important that we ask and that we seek and we knock. Understanding that God is there to, to provide. He's a good father. He's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to provide for you. So there's nothing wrong with asking. There's nothing wrong with saying, give us. Because he, he knows that is, that, and let me just say this, in the spirit, we need to be praying for those things. There's things and confessions and things that I've been praying out for years. Some of the things I prayed for now, I just confess and receive it by faith. Because I've already prayed believing I'm not trying to go back and try to re-pray and ask him for that. No, I've already prayed. I know it, and in the, it's right in the spirit. So now I'm just I'm calling that in, and I'm just holding on. I'm holding, holding fast to the profession of my faith without wavering because I know in due season I'm going to reap. And let me just say this. It might not come all in at one time or whatever that might be, but it's coming. You know, oftentimes one of the things that we look at when we talk about healing we, we, we confuse healing with miracle. Now, they're both the same, getting the same result. But healing is a process. Miracles are instantaneous. We'll take either one, amen? We like miracles better. But not everything's going to come like that. You know, seed, time, and harvest as well. But you received your miracle. You received your healing the moment you prayed, you asked, believed, and received it in your spirit. Then it'll begin to manifest. 
See, it's the same thing with this understanding. Give us this day our daily bread. Thank you, God. Today, you're going to bring provision, Father. I guide me and, and direct my steps. Give me insight. God, help me to know what's right and what's wrong. Lead me in the path I need to go. I trust in you, God. And, Father, this is the direction I've laid out. God, these are the things and the plans. God, I don't want just to be my plan. I need to, I need to be your plan. And, God, I, I'm going to work this out and, and work with it. And I know you're going to help me in these things. I know you're going to direct me in these areas. And if I'm off, you're going to show me. And if I'm not... And it, even if it's difficult and I'm, I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall, well, God, I know that in due season I'm going to reap. Because there are times that you're going through that it feels like, well, this isn't working out the right way. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that it's not reaping season in that area yet, or there's other processes you're still having to work through, and you're going to learn a lot through those processes. Sometimes I have learned God had me do things, and I'm like, well, that didn't work out. God, I know you told me to do that. I know you led me in that area, and I was even instructed to do that. I've been instructed by overseers and different people different times in my life to create various ministries and do different things, and it didn't even get launched. And they'd say, no, I don't want you to do that. But you know what? I learned a lot through just the process of doing that. Did I get offended because they, they, you know, after putting all forth all that effort, then they pull the plug and say, no, I'm not going to do it? No. Why? Because I learned a lot through the process. That helped me and sh to shape me and give me understanding for other things. My point being is, is it's so important that we understand that God will sometimes direct us in areas and we might have an idea of what that outcome is going to be, but it might not necessarily be that outcome that we saw, but because God has a bigger plan and a better plan, sometimes the things that we do is seed for what he's got for us when we thought that was supposed to be a harvest. Think about that. Because God says, no, man, I'm just trying to get your seed to you. And you think that's, the, that's not your harvest. I'm going to give you harvest, but that's your seed. You just needed a bigger seed to get that bigger harvest. And these are oftentimes the ways and things that we're going in. We're thinking, you know, well, you know, this is, this is something small. And uh, listen, never despise the day of small beginnings. The Bible teaches us that. But don't look at it and, and build a fence around that. And say, okay, thank you, Lord, for one coin. I'm going to bury that now. <laughs> Are you hearing me? That's a parable. No, God says, no, here, here's a coin. What are you going to do with it? Don't hide it. You see, give us this day. You know, we can look at that in so many different ways because when we talk about bread, we're talking also about the manna that comes from heaven. Understanding, revelation, wisdom of God. We're talking about the, the uh, bread that we, we have need and substance as well for provision. So Jesus is teaching them to ask, to knock, and to seek. And the Bible says that he will open to you. He will show you. He will teach you. He might correct you at times. And that's good too. At least you know that's not the way. That's not the thing. And that's okay. You know... One of the things that is so important in our ways, in our whys and hows, one of the things I'm going to kind of bring back to you, remember, to something that we talked about on Pentecost. Our daily prayer is so important. It should be a daily devotional type of thing. 
that means you need to really to start your day, you need to get into that place. I'm going to show you something here. One of the ways that is so important to help us in our daily devotional, Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 14, 18. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. He says, I thank my God. I speak or pray with tongues more than you all. So Paul was saying, not comparing. He wasn't, he wasn't comparing himself to everybody in there trying to be, look, I'm more spiritual than everybody else because I pray in tongues more than everybody else. That's not what he was saying. He was emphasizing the importance of praying in the Spirit. You know, I've heard people talk about praying in the Spirit, and they believe sometimes praying in the Spirit is praying quietly or to yourself. That's not praying in the Spirit. You can pray in the Spirit quietly and to yourself, but that's not the meaning of it. Praying in the Spirit is actually praying in tongues. I'll show you what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 14, same chapter, verse 14 and 15. Verse 14 says this. He says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. You see that? And you can't, listen, you can pray in tongues, you know, lightly, I guess, in your breath, under, you know, under your breath, so to speak. But praying in tongues is actually giving voice to the spirit. He says, but my understanding, my mind is unfruitful. It, it, my mind is unknowing. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with my mind, my understanding. And I, th that means in articulate speech. That means in English or in Spanish or in whatever. But an unknown tongue is something that your spirit is praying. And let me just, and just keep reading. He says, I will pray with the understanding. And I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. When you pray from your heart, that's your spirit. When you pray out of your heart, out of your spirit, Jesus called it your belly. Your belly or your spirit, man, is somewhere between your shoulders and, and above your stomach. That's where your spirit dwells in your body. That's why he says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And he, and he, said, I'm and he said, I'm talking about when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit of God, it's going to come out of your spirit, out of your mouth, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Oh, praise God. It's alive. That word living there actually means to heat up. If you look it up, it's John 7, 37 through 38, 39. And he talks about this. He's talking about the Holy Spirit of God that was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And he says, out of your body, that word living is the word says, oh, and it means to heat up. It means like the sound of boiling water. Ever put a kettle on? Huh? Anybody put your kettle on? What does the sound of that kettle make, huh? Boiling up out of your spirit, as like the sound of boiling water. Oh, praise God. Right? Because it's coming out of your spirit, man. Your mind is not, not with it. Let's just, see, let's just keep going here just for a moment. I'm going to help you with this because we're talking about how to pray and why to pray. So one of the ways that we need to pray is in the spirit, devotionally, daily, continually. With the spirit and with the mind, with your understanding also. Praying those things that you know what you need to pray over. Praying over those areas and calling out those things and speaking over those things and praying in the spirit as well. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says this. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men. You see that? Now, that kind of debunks the whole concept of people praying in, in tongues is praying in a foreign language to minister the gospel to somebody else. 
the Bible doesn't say that. It says you don't pray. You don't when you're praying on when you when you're praying in a known known tongue. You're not talking to people, but to God, for no man can understand you. Did I say that, or did the Bible say that? For no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. That word mysteries is actually the divine wisdom of God. That's what it means. There, divine wisdom. What is divine wisdom? It is the plans and the purposes of God that he has for your life and for other things. It's a way that we intercede for others and the saints of God. And so praying in the Spirit is so important. Because when you pray in tongues, you're not praying to men, you're praying to God. You're praying actually in tune with the Spirit of God which dwells on the inside of you and with God's mind. Who knows what's in the mind of a man except the Spirit of man? Who knows what's in the mind of God except the Spirit of God? But see, he will make known, the Bible says, through his spirit, his will to you and his mind to you, his thoughts to you. So that way, when you're praying in tongues, oftentimes even the knowledge and something will come up to you in why you're praying in tongues. It might even be a person's name. It might be over something else or something. And you begin to call that out. And you begin to just, and you just continually pray in the spirit as well because oftentimes he doesn't give you everything in that moment. I have prayed over people. I've been waking up many a night uh, in the middle of the night just to have a feeling of intercession and go in and pray and begin to pray and pray and pray. And sometimes people's names will come up to me and I'll just call that name out or I bind that or I pray over that or I I release that or I speak that in their body or something uh, like that. And sometimes I'll call that person and just say, hey, how you doing? Maybe the next day, everything going well. Don't tell them I've been praying all night for you. I'll just say, hey, how you going? Everything going well? Just thinking of you, praying for you. Love you, bless you, huh? Might be over your own family, over other things that you don't even know that's going on in the spirit. The mind and the will of God is being prayed out. You say, is that how? How do I know that's true? Look at Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-six, talking about the whys and hows of prayer. Why do we pray these things? Because we're praying out the will of God and the plans of God when you pray in the Spirit. Because I'm going to tell you right now, our mind and ability to understand everything, let me tell you, no one is, is that smart. And if you think you are, well, praise God. Amen. Bless you. Amen. My point, <laughs> my point is, is it's not. No one is. We need to be able to pray in the Spirit. I'll show you why. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps our weaknesses, our infirmities. He's not talking about sicknesses. He's talking about the weakness that we have because we don't know everything that's in the mind of God except the Spirit of God. And without the Spirit of God revealing it to us, how are we going to know? You look at the Bible and you think you're figuring the Bible out. The Bible's actually speaking to you. It's a discerner of the thought and the intent of your heart, Hebrews 4.12 says. We're not looking at the word going, okay, I'm going to figure this thing. I'm so intelligent. I can do this. Now, don't get me wrong. Get educated. Study the word of God. But you need to approach it in a whole new light and open your heart to its discernment in your life to correct, to lead, to guide, to help you, to reveal God's plans and mind towards you and towards his kingdom and towards his will towards your life and connect with this spirit so that way when you're praying in the spirit of God, See, the Bible says the Spirit of God will help your weaknesses, your inability and infirmity, the, the, the inability we have for what? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. This was written by Jesus' own disciples. 
This is to the church at Rome. We're talking about Paul and Peter and James, the brother of Jesus and John. These guys, this is, they, there is no place in here where they begin to go, oh, we do not believe that. We want to uh, say right now that that's a heresy. Or that we, uh, there's nowhere in the Bible they begin to debunk this. They all taught this. This was taught to the church in more than one epistle and writing. I showed you what was in Corinthians. I'm showing you what's in Romans. They, they, this is what they did. This is how the church worked, and, and, and it was accepted throughout the, all, all of the kingdom of God. He said, for we do not know how we should pray as we ought to. Think about that. That's what we're just talking about. We don't know how we, do, we need to pray over everything, but the Spirit of God will help us. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us. Isn't that good news? Now, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you notice here, because look how he's talking. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, not, not, not God the Holy Spirit outside of you, but God the Holy Spirit in you. Look what he says here. Romans chapter 8, verse 20. He said, for the Spirit makes intercession for us, how? With groanings which cannot be uttered. You see that? It makes intercessions with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, hold that up there. That word right there, uttered. Do you remember in, in the book of Acts where he says, uh, when you shall receive baptism of the, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he says, when the Holy Spirit would come upon you, the Bible says that, that the Holy Spirit gave utterance. This is what he's talking about. And what he's referring to is that this isn't in your own mind and own speech. It's because he's talking about praying in the Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit in your spirit, working with you, and you working together with him, praying out and groaning. Uh, how about, how about Zoe? How about, uh, as Jesus called it, he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, sounds coming out of your spirit, man. This isn't just a, oh, God, sound. Are you with me? No, he's not talking about that. I mean, I, trust me, there might be times you're going, oh, jeez, oh, God. I mean, I've been in intercession before. All I could do is just groan. Right, just, oh, oh, oh just in, deep in my spirit. But it didn't begin that way necessarily. because It wasn't because I was under so much hardship personally. But oftentimes just because I got into a place of the spirit in just a deep intercession. Where I was just groaning. And let me just say this, a groan gets you even to the presence of the throne. Even a groan, come on. Even a groan will get you into the presence of the throne. It's not hard. Verse 27, speaking of the Spirit of God. And he that searches the hearts knows what's in the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He's talking about the Holy Spirit working inside and through your spirit, you yielding to the, to the Holy Spirit and you're, baptized and you're, you're praying in, in the Holy Ghost and you're praying in the Spirit and, and, and you're, you're not with articulate speech as, as it's said here, not, not through words that are uttered, but through, through, the, through the Spirit of God which is praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues and you're praying that out. And the Bible says... You're praying according to what? The will of God. Why? Because the Spirit knows what's in the mind of God. And you don't know how to pray that out. 
See, there's going to be times in your life you don't know how to pray over your children. You don't know how to pray over certain things. You don't know how to pray over your business. You don't know how to pray over the direction. So what do you need to do? You need to pray in the Spirit. You just continually pray in the Spirit. You just pray in the Spirit, and God will begin to lead you and guide you. And, and listen, I've prayed for months, weeks, years over certain things until God just begins to make known to me what that will is, what that direction is. Sometimes he'll make it known to you right away. Sometimes he'll give you a word. I know I've been in situations at times in my life where it was a desperate, I needed an answer. And, and I needed direction, like not yesterday, but I mean not like today, but like yesterday. And God give me a word or something, and sometimes I have to go continually in prayer and try to understand what he's trying to say to me in that way. But he's guiding and leading me, and then he will. But it's a daily thing. It's something that we, we, we continually do. And he says, so he'll make intercession according to the will of God. And we know, look at this. I love this. We often take this passage of scripture and we put it out there in different ways. But look in how that the apostle is using this word, this, this understanding, which we use all the time in the body of Christ. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And to them who are called according to his purpose. We know that all things work together for good. How many times do we say that? Well, all this is going to work together for good. He's talking about your spirit praying in tune with the will of God in the spirit. All things work together for good. He's talking about this is why it's so important to pray in the spirit. Because he's saying, look, this is going to turn out for your good. This is going to turn out to be good. This is good. Because you're praying according to the will of God, not according to your own mind, your own wants, your own desire, your own thing, your own idea, your own purposes and plans, your own aims. So praying in the Spirit is so important. It also tells us that it's for personal edification. When you pray in the Spirit, you're praying for personal edification. Verse, uh, and let me just kind of, uh, this is so important. Paul said it like this. He said in 1 Corinthians 14.4, he says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. The person that speaks in an unknown in, in tongues edifies themselves. The word edify means to build up, to, to charge yourself up, to build yourself up. So you're not just praying out the will of God, but you're also building yourself up spiritually. So when you pray in tongues, you're building yourself up, yourself up. Now he also goes on to say, now when you prophesy, you build up the church. Which is good too. But you need to also build yourself up. And, 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 you know, if you notice something, he did that first before he said, go to the church. Don't get me wrong. But it's so important that you build yourself up in the spirit. You'll be more, are you with me? But he that prophesies, prophesies to the church. Build yourself up. Prophesy to the church too. Amen. But don't let prophecy that you prophesy to the church be the edifier of your life. Did you hear that? See, don't, don't, it's not about how people see you, it's how God sees you. So for saying, well, I want to prophesy because I'm gonna I'm gonna feel better about myself. No. No, you build yourself up in tongues. You build yourself, you, the edifying is of the Holy Spirit, not how, not, not, not the things that come back from other people necessarily for admiration, exaltation. Are you with me? Don't get me wrong, we should exhort one another, we should comfort one another. We should build each other up. But be careful that that's not what you lean on for your personal edification. 
Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.